Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And like Dan Burns has helped you out for uh, at least 25 years, if not more, he's going to do it again today. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. He is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's helping us out again this morning. Good morning, Dan, and a happy Easter. Well, good morning, Denny. Happy Easter to you. Thank you. It's going to be a nice weekend uh, for, uh, I don't know if you wear your Easter bonnet, but uh, you don't wear any bonnets when you're in your uh, place at Lloyd's, do you? You've got to keep uh, your, your, no hats or anything. Well, a lot of the guys do wear hats. We have Lloyd's caps, of course, that, uh, that we offer the guys, and a lot of them do wear them, but uh, I personally choose not to wear them. Very good. All right. We're getting a little off the subject here. But if you have any kind of a, a, a car question, a car, truck, or van, if you uh, have an issue uh, with it and you want to uh, you know, maybe get some idea before you bring it in for service, what may be ailing, uh, call Dan or text Dan. It is the same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Uh, in fact, uh, Dan, uh, t- text messages have already been coming in. Uh, let me let me grab a, a quick one here before we get too far away. Uh, this is a, a 2003 Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee in 4x4. It drives down the road fine. I shift it into two-wheel, and the front tires shake and buckle when turning. Any ideas? Well, you know, in, in, a, in the transfer case and in the differential, because the front and rear tires are turning at a different rate of speed, somewhere in that uh, drivetrain, there needs to be something that allows it to slip. And uh, it sometimes is happening in the differential. It sometimes is, is happening in the transfer case. But at any rate, uh, when you're switching between two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, something's not happening properly. Something's not disengaging or something like that, and because of that, the, the slip that needs uh, to happen for the wheels to turn at different rates of speed isn't happening, and that's why you're feeling it buck and jerk like that. Now, I don't know exactly where that's happening on your particular vehicle. It, it, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but they, because it's in two-wheel drive that the front ones are bucking and jerking it makes me think that the front is the front is not disengaging like it's supposed to when it's in two-wheel drive and that's why you're feeling it buck and jerk like that you know if a if a vehicle has true four-wheel drive uh instead of all-wheel drive then that slip is not 
designed into the vehicle. And I don't know if you've ever driven a vehicle like that, but when it's in four-wheel drive like that and you're on drive pavement, it'll buck and fight you like that because the the uh, each each of the front wheels are supposed to uh, turn at the same rate. And on slippery pavement, on ice and snow and things like that, that's just fine. The slip happens on the road. But when the pavement is dry, then that slip doesn't happen. So I think what's happening is something's not disengaging like it's supposed to in the front. And that's what's causing that problem. So bring it in. Yeah, you'll need to get some help on that because somebody's going to have to do some diagnostics on that, on where it's happening. Okay. Uh, here's a uh, text just came in. Hi, Dan. Great show. 2018 Honda Fit with about 92,000 miles on it. Seems like every fifth time I start the car, it has this rattle sound in the starter area. I don't know. Then it stops. Then I'm fine. But uh, that's that's the issue right now. Uh, that's a tough one. Any ideas, Dan? Well, it sounds, I, you know, if it is indeed in the starter area, Commonly, rattles on startup are, you know, little tin shields on the exhaust that, because of the pattern of starting the vehicle, will rattle. Uh, so it could be something like that. But if it truly is coming from the starter, and if you if you suspect that, then I would suggest that you do bring it in and have it diagnosed. Because if something in, in the starter itself is breaking and causing that rattle from time to time, or if the starter's not disengaging completely every time, in other words, if the gears on the starter are staying extended a little bit and they're rubbing against the st- uh, the gears on the flywheel or, or on the, yeah on the flywheel, then I then I would worry that you're going to wear those gears out. And so I would suggest that you bring it in. If it will do it every fifth time, I think a shop would have good luck uh, experiencing it up on the hoist and uh, seeing exactly where the noise is coming. And if it is coming from the starter, that may need to be replaced. Okay. Let's grab a phone call before we break. I think Dale is calling in from New Brighton, Minnesota, this morning. Dale, you're on with Dan. Hey, good morning, Dan. And Oh. Hello. Hi, Dale. Hello, good morning. Hey, hey good morning, Dan. And Oh. Hello. Hi, Dale. Hello, good morning. Hey, good morning. See, I've got a new, I bought it new in 2018, a Cadillac CTS. And shortly thereafter, I've had a problem with my key fob. Um, I go into the garage in the morning and it'll say no fob detected. Or I, I'm driving somewhere, I pull into a parking spot, and I shut the car off, my wife gets out, and it says no fob detected. She doesn't even have a fob in her purse or pocket at that point. Um, but it's intermittent, Dan. It's, uh, it's not all the time. I can't, my local Cadillac dealer can't figure it out. They've had things hooked up to it. They've, uh, cleared out the, the, uh, message of the fobs and still, and they put new batteries in obviously, and it's still every once in a while this happens and I'll get in, you know, I've had it happen yesterday where I get in the car and it's no fob detected. I have to take my fob out and put it on the console, and then it'll it'll get some kind of a signal, and then it'll be okay. Any ideas? Well, there's something happening in the in the remote control of that. When you when you um, take the fob and put it on the on the console like you're doing, right. the car is is actually reading the fob, 
instead of the fob sending a signal to the car. And so I can understand the frustration that you're experiencing, and I understand what's going on at the Cadillac dealership. I think they're very qualified to take care of this problem for you, but you're just going to have to stick with it and stick with them and ask, and just ask them, you know, tell them it's, it's really not working. And, and maybe the, uh, I'm not sure exactly on that system where the, where the communication between the fob and the car is happening, but maybe that module is going to need to be replaced. Uh, and, and then the key fobs will all need to be reprogrammed uh, to take care of this problem. But if they've tried resetting it and all that, and it's still, and that's not successful, then something else is still wrong. And I wonder if that module, uh, sometimes it's in the driver's door. Uh, I'm not sure exactly on that vehicle where it is, but sometimes that module will need to be replaced. And I would, I would think that'll take care of your problem. Very good. Dale, thank you. Thanks for the call. We have a line open if you want to chat with Dan or just send him a text. Same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Dan, let's take a quick break. Be right back on the other side with more car care here on News Talk A three O WCCO. Forty one degrees, heading to near seventy. Stay with us. Denny Long here, along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Exactly, Daniel. Where are uh, you guys located at Lloyd's in, in St. Paul? Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, Denny, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give a call uh, as soon as next Saturday. We're closed uh, for today for the holiday weekend. But you can give us a call at 651-228-1316. Very good. We're going to give uh, that number out before Dan leaves us. By the way, Dan will take his leave about 7.45 this morning. So if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. Uh, Send it in by text or give Dan a call. Same number, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones, Dan. I think Eric is on the line calling in from Anoka this morning. Eric, you're on with Dan Burns. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a uh, 2010 Subaru Outback that I'm trying to track down a problem with overheating. I've uh, gone through a number of steps on it, replaced the uh, radiator cap was the first thing I did. Then I uh, put a cleaner in the radiator, flushed it out real good, and it's still overheating. Um, checked for combustion gases in the uh, radiator, making sure I wasn't having a head gasket pop. I didn't get any uh, results there. Replace the thermostat, and uh, that's where I'm at. It's still overheating. If I run the heater, it holds fine. It sits at about 225 degrees and just holds there. But if I turn the heater off, it starts to slowly overheat until it uh, until it reaches that uh, level where I got to stop. Well, you've done a good job of getting started on this and diagnosing it, and uh, so way to go. Um, the fact that you're turning the heater on and that makes a difference, means that by turning the heater on, you're adding radiator capacity. In other words, the cooling or the coolant runs through the radiator, and that's where the air flows through and uh, cools the coolant. And the same thing is happening in the heater core of the vehicle. 
the coolant is flowing through the heater core and you're blowing air through that. And by doing that, you're cooling it off. So because you're adding radiator capacity, the diagnosis would be that the radiator is got a problem. Uh, it's either partially restricted where the coolant is not flowing through it properly or it's plugged, uh, the airflow is plugged with debris and not allowing air to flow through the radiator. So those are the two things to check. You'll have to uh, examine the radiator itself and see if it's uh, all full of debris and cotton and all those things that you pick up on the road so that air is not flowing through. If the air is flowing through the radiator properly, then the radiator is going to need to be replaced because the the core of it, the where the coolant flows through, is getting plugged. So first thing to do, which is free, check the airflow. If the airflow is able to happen and is good, then the radiator itself will need to be replaced. And quite honestly, that's a very common repair. We do that very often. Oh, you do. Okay. Very good, Eric. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's see. Uh, John in St. Paul is next here. Uh, John, thank you for waiting. What's your question for Dan? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I've got a 1988 Ford F-250 with a manual transmission and four-wheel drive. And uh, in the wintertime, when the snow is rather deep, uh, when I put it in four-wheel drive, either too low or either four low or four high, uh, with, again, a deep snow, I get a bucking and a surging with my truck. And I heard an earlier caller talking about this and reminded me that I have this issue, and I thought I'd give you a call. Well, um, same sort of thing. If if on dry pavement on that on your vehicle, especially because it is a true four four wheel drive vehicle, um, there is no slip that's supposed to happen in the uh, uh, drivetrain itself. In other words, it, if you're on dry pavement, you're going to feel that bucking and 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 jerking. However, in deep snow the wheels are allowed to slip enough that you should not be feeling that. And so uh, I'm, the description that you're giving me doesn't make sense that it's doing it in the deep snow and not on the dry pavement uh, because that's just opposite of how it's kind of designed. Um, however, with that being said, in your, in your vehicle, there's electric motors, uh, um, electronically controlled motors, that move uh, in the transfer case and in the front differential. And if your if your car was at my shop, first thing I would do is is inspect those and see if those uh, servo or those electric motors are moving the way that they're supposed to. And I suspect one of them is not. And because it's not, then something's getting stuck in a position that it's not supposed to be. And when it's in a, a four wheel drive. And uh, because of that, you're feeling that bucking and jerking. So I think if you brought it into a shop and described this to somebody, uh, they'd know where to start looking. And I'm sure in the process, they would come across what's not moving uh, when it's supposed to. Very good. Dan, we need to take a quick break here. We're going to have a look at that nice weekend forecast in the coming week around here. And uh, so hang on, we've got about another 15 minutes of the show to go. So call in or text in your car care question at 651 989 
888-900-9226. 41 degrees now in the Twin Cities. The weather's straight ahead here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our uh, car talk show. Around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour, Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, again, helping you out for the next uh, few minutes or so. Um, Let's see. We've got, oh boy, let's see how many uh, text messages we can grab here before we run out of time. All right, Dan, here's one. Uh, I have a texter says, a 2013 F-150 engine light came on, and I brought it to the Ford dealer. They told me that the timing belt was loose, no symptoms, but 2700 bucks to fix it. Now, the truck has 154,000 miles on it, is in great shape otherwise. Now, the light has not come back on, and the question is from the texter, should I fix it? <laughs> well, I would not until the check engine light comes back on. What they're talking about really is a timing chain, and what's happened is the chain has... Uh, has stretched a little bit, and because of that, the cams, the timing on the camshafts are is off a little bit, and so that's what they're. I'm sure that's what they were sensing, and that's what it's about. And uh, um, I again, I would not probably worry about it until the check engine light comes on again. Uh, the problem is if the chain gets long enough, if it stretches enough for the timing to chain or the t- uh, t- timing to a- for the chain to actually slip, uh, then damage can happen. You know, d- d- internal engine damage can happen. So that's the risk. The um, how high a risk that is, I can't say without you know actually inspecting it or or how soon that might happen. But at any rate, uh, you you know, at, at some point, you're going to have to make the decision, is the vehicle worth putting that kind of money in? And if it still looks good, if it's not all rusty, and if, you know, the vehicle is just what you need, then it probably is worth doing that repair. Uh, so I think you have a little bit of time to make the decision, but long term, you're going to have to make that decision if you think it's worth fixing or not. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, Dan, let's see. Uh, here's one. Oh, here's a positive one here. I thought they all aren't. I had steering wheel vibration on freeway speeds. I replaced the tires with new set, a new set, as you suggested, and now smooth as can be. Thanks very much. So that's nice. Well, that's, yeah, tires that's, make, that's good to hear. Tires make a big difference. I know you've helped me out a couple of times with, with that issue. It's amazing. They can be noisy and they can be rough, whatever. So it makes a big difference. Uh, this texter, Dan, yeah. wants to go ahead. I was just going to say they, they get bad slowly oftentimes, and so you get used to it as you go along, and then when you put new tires on, you realize how bad they actually were because yeah, they, they ride really smooth and really nice. Uh, Dan, this texter wants to know, what do you think of aluminum radiators? Will connections leak easier since aluminum is a softer material than steel? Well, yeah, I don't think you'll find a steel radiator anymore. Uh, they just don't. They just don't make them anymore because they're too heavy. And so, uh, pretty much, actually, most of the radiators nowadays are almost all plastic. You know, the tanks and that are all plastic. So, uh, sadly, you have to deal with what you can get. Um, so, 
you know, the best quality, the most common one used to be a brass radiator, which which are pretty rare anymore. You don't see much of that anymore either uh, because of the weight. So I think your only chance is going to be uh, a plastic uh, tank with a, some sort of alloy, uh, you know, metal uh, for the cooling process. Uh, but that's 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 what you're going to find in the marketplace, and I think that's the only thing you're you're going to be able to buy. Dan, I think we have time one more before we let you go this morning. Uh, it's a 2018 Buick Regal with auto stop. Texter says, I disable by putting it into neutral just before stopping at a red light, then put it back to drive. Is this okay for the transmission? Oh, yeah, that's just fine. Uh, it's annoying, I know. You might look at your owner's manual, too, and see if there's a way to disable it. Or on some vehicles, if you simply don't push the brake pedal as hard, the engine will keep running. So, you know, you might do a little bit of research on other ways to not have it shut off for you at a stoplight if that's what what your goal is. Uh, There might be other options for you besides putting it into neutral. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, as we uh, wish you a happy Easter, let's uh, let's get to the info on how to get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's Automotive. Well, come on over. That's the best thing to do. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Well, again, Dan, happy an- happy anniversary. <laughs> that may be coming along too happy. I don't know where that came from. Happy Easter to you and Linda, your entire family, and uh, let's talk again next Saturday. What do you think? That sounds good, Denny. Thank you so much. All right. Very good. Thanks, Dan. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in uh, St. Paul. Get those lawn and garden questions ready because right after Jack Farrell's wine chat, we will be talking with Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M. Julie is going to be bringing with her a turf expert from the U of M. So get those lawn questions ready, especially this uh, this coming 8 o'clock hour on our Smart Garden Show. Jack Farrell, straight ahead, though, here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.